Welcome back to the uh, third episode of Sideline Chatter. I'm Will Owens, and I'm with Montgomery Jordan and Dylan Shiel. How's it going? What's up? Uh, last week, I called the Buffalo Bills beating the Baltimore Ravens. Gummy and Dylan analyzed the Saints and Buccaneers game well, and we analyzed the Nets. Kyrie came back, and they lost to the Cavs, which shows their lack of, de- uh, lack of depth. This episode is our first guest episode. We have three-time uh, state champion, William Trent. Hi, boy, Will! Yeah! Thank you, thank you. In outdoor track and indoor track. Gummy, you can start us off. Um, so say hi, Will. Hey. Uh, so take me through your pre-run routine. How do you get ready for the race, and how do you compete at such a high level? Um, it all starts with like locking in with a solid mindset in the morning. I like to go through every race I have to do and think about when I need to execute and like what I need to uh, work on and like what needs to be done for each event, like when I need to accelerate, when I need to slow down, what marks I need to hit on each turn, and just what needs to be done. Any specific uh, pre-game routines? Yeah. I always listen to uh, some Biggie Small songs, a little bit of Chief Keef just to get into that aggressive mindset. Get hype? Because I like to run angry. It just motivates me. Um, I like it. I always start the uh, before every meet. I always eat frozen grapes, green. It just it's just like refreshing to like keep my head cool while I'm like locked in for what needs to be done. It's like oranges at halftime. Yeah, sweet. So you're also a football player. Um, you were second team all district last year. And uh, how does that help you uh, once you get on the track? How does it convert? Uh, football just prepares me for, like, a headhunting, like, mindset. Like, all football season, we're taught to be aggressive and to go after anyone in front of you, and I just apply that when I'm on the track, because anyone in front of me, my plan is to take, uh, to take them out early on. What does it mean to have a track family, and how does that motivate you going forward? Uh, well, track's just always been a big part of my family. Like, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my grandma everybody's it's just been a big aspect of our life but i spent uh years of my childhood sitting at uva's track or just at chs or monticello just watching track and learning from people who i wanted to be like when i was older and so to always have that atmosphere around me just made me prepared for the uh, bigger moments when did you start running uh i want to say elementary school is when i first got into it but i've always been around it yeah um also what is it ha- or what is it like to have your dad as a coach and kind of as a mentor uh, it's tough, because everything I do, like, one person will say it's good, but then he's always like, you can do better, so I kind of like how he pushes me no matter what happens, and he always expects the best from me, even when I think I've done my best, he always says I have more, and that I need to work harder and improve every week, like, he's never satisfied, which pushes me to be better. Yeah, yeah, that's good to have a mentor. And so, with, like, always pushing yourself, how have you worked on your growth? We know that uh, you dropped two seconds from your sophomore to junior year in the 300, and for those who don't know, that's actually a, like two seconds is a lot of time uh, in the competitions that Will is in. That can be the difference between regionals and nationals. So what has kept you going, and how have you kept improving your times? Just always want to be better. Like I've always spent, I spent my entire life around high school athletes, so I've always been comparing myself to people older than me, and now is my, my chance to finally like show that I can keep up with them and prove that I'm meant to be here. Uh, do you have a specific workout routine or something that you do every day to keep you in shape like that? Uh, well, not a specific routine, but every practice usually starts off with a ladder 
or something to work on, like, specific to my events that I do. Like, we'll do some, like, mid-distance running followed by sprints to, like, work on my endurance as long as, like, working with my, like, fast twitch muscles and sprinting capabilities. A lot of complicated track stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, UVA, right? You got your commit. Big things. Um, D1. Excited? Yeah. Yeah. A new future. Um, I got an interesting one for you. I'll throw you a little curveball. Is this uh, helping with the with reeling some of the fish in? The UVA babes? Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. It's it's a really good conversation starter. <laughs> it draws in interest like off the surface, but it's the personality that keeps them. So, so, exactly. so give us exactly. <laughs> give us a D one track athlete pickup line. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been on a date with a D1 athlete? They usually say no, and I'm like, well, let's go then. <laughs> oh, there it is. Y'all heard it here first. Next question. Do you think you'll be running competitively in your first year at UVA? Um, that's the goal. When talking to uh, the coaches uh, at the school, they've all said that they have high hopes for me to compete on their relay team and to then just uh, work on myself uh, in the events that I'm strong at because they already have a really strong core of sprinters and mid-distance groups, so I have a lot to learn from. So my goal is to have competition every day at practice so I can then work my way onto the track. And then coming from this year, you know, obviously all high school athletes have been really affected. COVID's been going on. So what are your expectations for this year and how do you want to finish off your high school career? This year started off really rough. We've had a bunch of smaller meets. Um, my goal is just to use them as practices. And then once districts, regionals, and states come around to turn it on and show out. Um, and how long are districts and states away from? Uh a few weeks. I'm not really sure. We're cramming in a bunch of meets now. Condensed schedule? Yeah. Yeah. So specifically speaking on your mindset, um, when it comes down to a state meet, there's got to be, I mean, huge amounts of pressure there. So how do you calm yourself down and what goes through your mind when you're getting ready to be on one of the biggest stages? Um, well, it all starts with miles that I'd spend days and weeks before planning out like who's going to be in my events. I do like predictions for who's going to win in regionals. I do a lot of stat stalking and looking at what they've done in previous weeks and how they've performed. I like to see if they've already competed at Liberty because that's where state's usually held. So I like to see how they've competed on big stages, if they've gone to special invitations. Because some kids just can't handle the pressure, so I like to see if they've folded or not before. And so that just is one good like way to calm my nerves is seeing, can they handle this? Yeah. What am I going to be expecting? As far as the mindset, though, it's just different. Like, it's just like go mode like for a week straight before like, practices are usually more relaxed, but that's just because uh, the relay, we're all, like, working on, like, the final pieces of the puzzle. So it's, like, practices aren't really stressful with workout-wise, but it's just, like, making sure everything's going to run smooth for the relay. And it's just, like, getting all the cogs in order and just ready to roll. And speaking on that mindset, when you go to these state meets, what is the trash talk like? Are the uh, all the runners stalking each other, talking trash before at the start line? Uh, yeah, everyone stalks each other. Like, it's, like, what everyone does. Like, you'll get to a meet and someone will know exactly who you are. And they'll, like, know exactly when you've, like, messed up in a meet weeks before. They know exactly what you did. Like, the week's coming up to this moment. Like, they know everything you do. They know what other events you do. So they know if you're going to be more tired in one event because you had another one before. They know if you're going to be fully rested. Like, they just know everything about you. So they like doing the same thing as me, just stat stalking so they can prepare better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't know that there was that many analytics when it came to track. Um, again, track is new to me, and I think to most people, not a lot of people run track, but sounds interesting. Um, 
Do y'all, I, I know when I used to swim swim team when I was little, we would like quote unquote taper before big meets like the Jefferson district thing. Um, do y'all taper in track too? What do you mean? Like, like do nothing for the days leading up to the event or like rest days. Yeah. Rest days. Mm, no, not really. Like the, once we get closer to the meet, we focus solely on like handoffs and like just staying loose and not giving ourselves time to get sore. We don't do like hard workouts. It's just like making sure our handoffs are on time, like everyone's in sync and just staying ready. And so speaking about that relay, obviously at Monticello, you guys have an incredible relay team there. What's been going on with that relay recently in the couple past years at the state meets? Our relay is always ranked in the top five every year with like high hopes. It's just we always get down in the moment and stuff falls apart. That's what we've been working on hard in the past to make up for it. I mean, in our sophomore year, I believe, we were on the way to coming in second, and our one of my teammates was tripped up at the uh, on like one of the back stretches. It just blew it. It just we blew it, and then the following year, no, the following season in outdoor, one of our teammates got sick, so we were missing one of our key uh, legs of the race. Oh, that's tough. Then the year after that, we disqualified with a handoff drop. It's just. These are the things that we need to work on more at the end of the season. These are like the cogs that need to come in place at the end. Are you expecting a change this year and hopefully a high place in the relay? Oh, yeah. This year we're taking it out the water. Like, it's over. Like, it's over this year? Like, our relay team's returning for the 30 in a row now. Like, we should be untouchable. Yes, sir. Love to hear it. <laughs> Moving on from that, we're going to do a little little pick em for this weekend's football games. You watch NFL, as I'm sure. Yeah. Um, who do you like? Cowboys. The best team in the league. Cowboys. They're both Cowboys fans. Best team. Beautiful. America's team, baby. So, we're just going to go a little pick them. We're going to start it off. Uh, Bills versus Chiefs. Chiefs. All day. Mahomes is unstoppable. Oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Bills fan is upset. And so, uh, the over-under for this game right now, the line's at 53. You think there's going to be more or less than 53 points? Bills scoring more than 53 points. That's so cute. I don't know about that one. I don't think they got it. So you're going under? Yeah. All right, under 53. And then Mahomes or Allen, more passing yards. I'm going to guess Mahomes here. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. If he plays. If he plays. He'll probably play as the NFL. The Bucks packers game, who do you have there? Buccaneers or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? I got faith in Tom Brady. Like, this is what he does. This is where he, like, shows up. Like, All it's right. playoff. I, I respect that. Exactly. I respect that. Uh... 51 total points between the two teams. Are you taking the over or the under here? Over. He's taking the over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always take the over. Between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who do you think has more passing yards? Oof. Gotta go with Tom Brady. He just shows Gutsy. up in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. He's built Good pick. different. Good pick. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Will. It's a you. great first interview. Thank you. Um, any other comments you want to make or anything you want to say? Anyone you want to shout out? To the viewers? Any girlfriends you want to shout out? No, I'm chilling. Any, girl, any girls that have motivated you in your track career? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Will. Bye. boy, Will. All right, moving into our NFL segment. So Phillip Rivers just recently re- declared his last NFL season after finishing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Buffalo Bills ended their season in the wildcard round. Do we think that Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback? Um, so obviously, I don't think he's a he's a shoe in. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think when you look at his career, he spent 17 years in the NFL. He finished fifth in all time passing yards and fifth in passing touchdowns. He was a true competitor, uh, a great teammate, a great leader, and it's really hard to play quarterback in the NFL. 
for 17 years. Especially at that level. So. Yeah, especially at that level. Uh, so I think just based off that, he, Phillip Rivers is in the DNA of the NFL. And for that reason, I think he should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 he's a maybe for me. I'm, I'm kind of in between here because, he, like you said, he's, he's got a lot of experience. But the, the real troublesome thing for me is... One, he doesn't have a ring. If he had won a Super Bowl, he's definitely in. Yeah, but. for sure. But you gotta be able to. I mean, win he was situations. carrying. He was carrying the San Diego Chargers. That's not really that. That's not really true. They had LT for how many years when he was there? I mean, you can have a running back and not like that. Yeah, deep. but like still, like all I'm saying is, you need to win. Like that's a hard win, division to win in. Not back then. Mm, it's uh, never easy to win the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he he also made one AFC championship, one. And you want to know how he played in that AFC championship? Two picks, 50% completion percentage, and had a QBR of 46. Yeah, I don't think the Awful. argument... I mean, we're not arguing Perfect. that he's the best quarterback of all time, but I think when you look at his and, career and the thing he does... And he, he doesn't even have to be a good playoff but, quarterback. But to, me, but to me, I think playoffs mean the mean the most when it comes to Hall of Fame. Like, if so you're then, a great player, you win in big... Again, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time situations. So 63,000 passing yards just doesn't deserve Hall of Fame. 17 years in the NFL. He, you, like, I just, I honestly think he has the same raw talent as someone like Alex Smith or someone like Big Ben. Yeah, but it's it's not off, it's not, the, it's not the talent, it's not the talent Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's like the career Hall of Fame. Like, what did you do in your career? And exactly, that, and he didn't he win. Five, that's exactly why he should Before this year, he was 5-0 oh in the wild card round in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's some playoffs In the wild card round. Exactly. Awesome. He's carrying he his also team. Only his made team the, can't he also make... only made the playoffs 7 out of 17 years. That's kind of a lot. That's almost half. So it's like Charles Barkley. Does he deserve being in the basketball hall of fame? Yes. He didn't get a ring because he, like, like all I'm saying is like he'll he'll get in again, like y'all said, because of the stats. But I don't like him getting in again. He doesn't have like God given abilities. He is he's an average NFL quarterback. I really don't think he's elite. He's nowhere close to elite. And I don't think he really was any time in his career. He was always just above the average medium. So therefore. He has those stats because he was always that. Con- he was consistent. I'll give him that. I'd have to agree with Gummy. I think that the numbers are there. He's top five in uh, passing touchdowns and all-time passing yards, which are two of the most notable quarterback categories. And I think Philip Rivers deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This weekend, we have in the NFC Championship the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do we have winning this in the Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers NFC Championship? I'm gonna say the same thing I said last week when uh the Bucks were playing the Saints. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, I, I really don't think I have to say much more than that. I think the offense is rolling. Like I said last podcast, they've been averaging thirty plus a game. They just put up thirty against one of the best defenses in the NFL. And the Green Bay defense is like they're good against the pass, but they're mediocre against the run. So if they can get that run game going and that play action going, then I think the backers aren't gonna be able to hang with the Bucks. Yeah, I actually completely disagree. Looking at last week, Aaron Rodgers played the best defense in the NFL. They were the number one defense in the NFL. He completed 63% of his passes, almost had 300 yards. Uh, he had two touchdowns, a 108 uh, passer rating, and they put up 32 points. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers is just playing at such a level right now where like everyone says, like it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. But Brady hasn't been that great this season. His aging is definitely showing. It, like, it was shown been, earlier. He needed time to mend with the Bucks, though. As you can see, like their first nine games, you compare the first nine and their next nine. It's yeah, but insane. That's the way nobody, Tom Brady works. He brings a team together. Nobody is playing like Aaron Rodgers is playing right now. 
I'm gonna give you that, but I just don't think I think defensively there's such a gap between the Bucks and the And and like Tampa Bay's defense is good, but it's not like the Rams. Tampa Bay's yeah, Tampa Bay's defensive performance last week was an outlier, I think. I don't think they're gonna be able to continue that against this Packers offense. Packers have scored at least thirty points in thirteen games this season, which is incredible. I don't think that they're stopping the MVP of this season, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. This Packers offense is gonna outscore the Buccaneers. So me and Will got the Packers, Dolan got the Bucks. Yep, Brady's used to that cold too. Ain't gonna affect him. You know who's more used to it? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, in the AFC Championship between the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, who do you guys think is the biggest X factor in this game, and what do we know about Patrick Mahomes' health status? I don't think there's any way Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. Even if he had a concussion, I think he still plays. But apparently it's just... Apparently he, like, pinched a nerve in his neck, and it caused, caused, like, half of his body to... Uh, like just slug slug down uh so apparently he's in the concussion protocol but he doesn't actually have a concussion so he's going to get out of it uh and so i think who's the biggest x factor uh, if it if it's a healthy mahomes then they're going to win he's the biggest x factor he's the best player in football on the offensive side of the ball he also though he has, has a turf toe injury right now uh he's kind of mobile he's a mobile guy so i don't know how bad that toe is but i still think that if mahomes is at 95 percent she's won doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes plays or not. Buffalo Bills are winning this game. I, biggest X factor. Uh, <laughs> As said before, I will never not choose the Bills. You can't, you can't pick against the Bills. Like, look at how they've been playing. Biggest X factor I have is Tredavious White. His matchup against um, either Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, depending on the play. And then Taron Johnson, which is the Bills' uh, nickelback corner. After his 101 yard pick six against the Ravens last week, oh my God. I think that um, that's one play is gonna jack him off. All up. <laughs> I think I think that I think that um, the Bills um, secondary is really gonna have to step up because the Chiefs passing offense is infinitely better than the Ravens' pitiful passing offense with Lamar. I think that <laughs> Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, that safety duo, is gonna have to step up. And they're going to have to contain uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I had a similar mindset to you when I was thinking of X-Factor. Because I I think, honestly, both these offenses are so well put together that it's going to come down to what player on the defensive end can make the biggest change to the game. And I think I think the Chiefs win this game, and I think Tyron Matthews is going to have a big game. He Last week he had seven tackles and he had a pick. And... I was just watching the game. He made a lot of complaints. He's one of the best players I know um, that doesn't allow opposing running backs and wide receivers to get outside on he end gets rounds. The ball, yeah. Yes, yeah, he's he perfect at contain. Um, great leader, great guy. He's funny. You've seen him on social media, all that stuff. I, I I think he's gonna have a breakout game, and he could surprise you. I saw a little. There's some odds on him for a Super Bowl MVP. We'll see. Hey, and Josh Allen will throw through clunkers. We'll throw, we'll throw a few clunkers. He'll, he'll, so. he'll give those opportunities for him. Don't worry about all that. After analyzing the AFC and NFC championship, who do we have winning the winning the whole thing? Winning the Super Bowl. Out of the NFC, with the MVP, I got the Packers. I got Aaron Rodgers winning. I mean, I know I think that it's more likely that one of the AFC team wins, but I just think that the Aaron Rodgers is playing so well right now that nobody's going to be able to stop that Packers offense. And I just think it's his year, so I got the Packers. 
I, the one reason I disagree with you there, if they if they beat the Buck, which I don't think is going to happen, but if they do, uh, it's also going to be on a neutral site, so they don't have that home field advantage anymore. So that could. There's no fans away. anyway. I mean, yeah, but the cold still. Where well, where is there no fans in the Super Bowl? There's got. No, be- there's well, I mean, fans. there's I mean, there's even some fans. They in were Lambert talking right about now, doing. The Bills fans have like made an impact and. Yeah, and they're loud. Yeah, it's because fucking Bills Mafia is crazy bro five percent capacity is i wonder so who will's gonna pick go ahead will uh i have the buffalo bills winning the <laughs> winning the super bowl it's got to be an afc team and uh, the afc's stacked this year and i mean the bills are beating the chiefs in the afc championship so it's got to be the bills uh josh allen winning super bowl either josh allen or stefan diggs will win super bowl mvp um consider it a lock put all your money on the buffalo bills winning the hey, super bowl this he year he said michael thomas could have a hundred yards last week he didn't have a single catch put all, <laughs> put all your money on the bills winning the super bowl this year it's a lock it's, it, nobody's stopping the bills okay that's cute all good now um <laughs> the the winner of the super bowl is going to be tom brady i'm all on the brady train if Brady wins the Super Bowl this year, he has he's more rings he's gonna than win any team. Seven rings, he's and not. he is going to trademark that Dude. go into existence for the next thousands of years as we play football. It's it's kind of crazy when you think about it, because we're only a hundred years into football, and it's still going to be going on for like thousands and thousands. Of, like think about how big the record books are going to get. No, I I, I th- just everyone hears the name Tom Brady and it's like, ah, he's winning the Super Bowl, but their team is not that good. Tom Brady isn't playing at the same level. Tom Brady's the worst quarterback left. Agreed. Josh Allen's the best quarterback left. No. And Tom Brady is the worst quarterback left. No, Josh Allen's not the best, but Tom Brady's the worst quarterback I don't left. Know. They're not winning the Super Bowl. If Chad Henney plays, he's definitely the worst. Well, obviously. Oh, thank you, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, a backup quarterback is worse than Tom Brady. Just today, actually, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed um, ex-Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins out of the Ohio State University. Um... They, the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins onto their team. Uh, do you guys think that Dwayne Haskins is the guy after Big Ben retires? Uh, definitely not. I mean, if you look at that QB room, you have Dobbs, Rudolph, and now Haskins. Um, I think Rudolph is the guy you're going to have to go to, but they're definitely going to find some free agent or pick that's better than Ben. Um, I don't know how many years Ben has left, honestly. Like, the way he ended up finishing this season might might be looking like one or two, maybe not even that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the sign. I don't. Why bring that drama into your room? I don't think either three of those quarterbacks are going to be like starting quarterbacks in two years. Yeah. So I don't. Maybe think Mason I, Rudolph if he develops, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think that Dwayne Haskins isn't gonna. Uh, it. I mean, it depends on what happens in the off season, but I don't know. I don't really like this signing. I don't really like. Yeah, I don't. Dwayne I don't Haskins understand is, why you bring that into your locker room. The pod doesn't like it. I don't, I don't like Dwayne Haskins that much. That concludes uh, the third episode of the Sideline Chatter podcast. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to uh, Will Trent for joining us. Thank you. Make sure to DM us on Instagram or leave comments if you have any thoughts or suggestions on some issues or things we should talk about. Um, And make sure to follow us on TikTok at uh, sideline.chatter. Please follow us on TikTok, (laughs) sideline.chatter, please. If you don't want to follow us, you'll see us on the For You page soon. Fact. Fact, fact, fact. That's the episode. Remember, up next. Up next. (laughs)